Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the North Bros Outdoors Podcast. I believe this is episode 27. I'm going to be hosting this one by myself again today, uh, Nick Beto. Jacob is, I, I honestly don't know what he's doing. He's sending me text messages right now and showing me pictures of stuff that he's going to buy at Ice Fest tomorrow. Uh, the Shields Ice Fest kicks off tomorrow morning and goes through Sunday night, so I'm sure we'll end up finding ourselves out there and probably buy some stuff that we don't need. Joining me in the studio tonight is my cousin Katie. Katie, how's it going? Good, good, good. Uh, Lindsay was the first female guest on the podcast last week, and now we're following it up with another female guest. And so just like we've done with everybody else that's been new, why don't you tell the people who you are, um, what you wh- what you want the people to know about you. I don't know how much you want them to know about me. Um, so my name is Caitlin. They all, you, family usually calls me Katie, Katie Nolan. And um, I actually have been in the dental field for many years. And I just quit my job a couple months ago, actually, to stay home. And so um, been opened up a daycare, and now I stay home. And my husband's out in the farming world, and so he does that. And uh, hunting was my first get-out-of-the-house-for-the-weekend and that was kind of fun. So, so stemming off of that, you you went out hunting just to get out of the house. Um, when I like we've said in episodes past, when I did my hunter safety, I was like fourteen. When did you, when did you do your hunter roughly? When did you do your hunter safety, and how long have you been into hunting, and what got you into hunting? To be honest, I don't even know what how old I was. Probably my first hunting season was back in 2009, so I was probably maybe 12, 13, maybe even 14 when I did hunter safety. Um, Our family kind of started to get into it, and that was the first youth hunt that I could do was right away when I um, got my hunter safety back in 2009 was the first deer tag that I pulled. And is that all you do is hunt, hunt deer? Do you pheasant hunt or bow hunt or anything like that? Um, I tried pheasant hunting one year and I got little legs and I was not fast enough. So pheasant hunting is not my thing. So deer is about all I do now. Well, that's not a bad thing. I, I try to get out pheasant hunting, but I don't get out nearly as much as I want to. Um, well, while we're on the topic of rifle season, it's the last weekend in North Dakota and Minnesota was done on Sunday. So I, we kind of hunt with the same group of people we've been referencing throughout rifle season here i believe when we started we had 12 rifle tags and if my numbers are correct we have five or six left because you're filled out justin's filled out jake Lindsay, aspen and jen and i think that's it i think lexi still has her tag I've still got mine, Sean's still got his, Papa's got his, and then Gary's got his? Yes. So yep. what is that, seven? Six or seven, yep. something like that. Um, so have you? were you there when any of those other people were or had their successful hunts, or were you... I was actually out sick opener season, or opener weekend, so that was kind of a bummer for me. Um, I had everything ready to go, and um, I ended up getting sick, so I was home all weekend, so I did not get to get anybody else's um, excitement that weekend, but lots of pictures in a group message, 
a lot of teasers were out there with a lot of random pictures of guess who's next. So that was kind of fun to still be a part of that. But um, no, I was not out there for that. So now that you're done, your tag is punched. Are you going hunting anymore? Or are you just going to hang out at home? Or I'll probably be home this weekend. Um, I haven't talked to my sister. Um, we sat together last weekend. Um, and that was kind of fun, but sometimes people like to hunt by themselves, especially on the last weekend. So if she wants me out there, I'll go hunt with her, but otherwise I'll be home. Didn't she tell Justin that she didn't want to sit with him? Yes. I, I, I vaguely remember him He talk. gets too much anxiety for the rest of us. <laughs> and I've actually heard stories about Papa being the same way, where he'll he'll sit there and he'll be just making... I don't know, eating snacks and making comments and talking. And I've never actually sat with him in a blind, but that's just what I've heard is that he can, it's like, okay, man. like Yeah, he's a little bit hard of hearing. He does have a hearing aid. So sometimes when he sits in the blind and it's really quiet, he doesn't realize that he's ruffling his hand warmers or he's digging for a snack and he doesn't even realize that how loud he's being. He just thinks he's being quiet too. And then he's just, like, I just didn't see he any can't, deer. <laughs> just because he can't hear anything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, um, my rifle season has been fantastic. If you listen to the last episode, you'll get a taste of that. Um, I don't really need to get into that again. But Sean and I still have our tags, as we said earlier. And we're going to be going out this weekend. That's about all I've got for my update. Um, but you, you can kind of go through your whole season as far as how many times you sat, what you all saw, mornings, evenings, what were, I'm going to just kind of let you take it away. Cause we're going to talk about river, river, the buck. And this is, I actually haven't heard this whole story. I've heard bits and pieces of it, but I always tell them that I don't want to hear the story until it's on the podcast. Cause I think it's better to hear it for real instead of, instead of retelling it. So I'm going to just kind of let you take it away and talk about, uh, your success. And that was your first ever buck correct yes first buck day yep yep all right well with that i'm gonna let you take it away and i'll interject and because people love it when i do that so perfect um yeah so actually um the night that i actually got river um it was actually a sunday night um it was actually only my third sit of the season and uh, we were actually up against a beet field. It's kind of like a long patch of trees up against the riverbed. Um, usually in the past, we have uh, sat up against the river, but they've been loving the beet field this year. So we sat up in the blind and uh, we started actually the hunt about 3 or 3.30. Uh, we went and sat the blind and tuckered down in there and um, we had some good luck with some does come in. There was a couple in and out and, um, I would say probably about four forty-five ish or so. Um, there actually was a big buck that came out following two does and they were probably about maybe a hundred yards from us. Um, the way we were sitting in the blind though, um, my stepdad was with me and he was on the right side. I was on the left. Um, he actually had a better view of the north side, and so he pulled up the binoculars, and the first thing he said to me was, it's a shooter. And I go, so you get your heart racing. So did you know that this buck, like, did you have an inventory of what bucks were there? Um, we had seen some, you know, smaller spikes. We had seen um, a couple small 4x4s. Four um, there's one 
big guy. We call him Big Hank is out there still, and we've seen him a couple times. Um, he never presents himself enough to shoot, of course, or always comes out in the dark when it's too dark. But well, You don't get that big being dumb. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he's smart. He's a, he's a big guy, but he's smart. Um, so, no, I actually have not seen this guy. Um, and as far as I know, nobody else saw him either on opener weekend. And you guys are hunting fairly close to where Jared got his bow kill, correct? Um, I believe so, yep. Okay, so yeah, it's not... He's been saying, he, he was telling me that uh, the week or two after he shot his with his bow, he had a bigger one that he still had his cell cams out, and maybe it's Hank. Could be. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah, so he was out there, he presented himself, and just goes, this one's a shooter if you want it, he's pretty big. And so um, I got the gun ready, and uh, we were hoping that he'd make his way down south to get a good shot, and... Probably he was out there for about two minutes, and he booked it right back into the woods. And so we thought, night's over. Let's just hang out, and let's cross our fingers. So when he ran, so he came out and ran back in. Mm-hmm. So what, what time, like, close to shooting light do you have? Like, did, you just said you thought that the night was over. Yep, it was probably by the time, like I said, 445. He kind of came out. We watched him. By the time he went in, I would say it was probably... 10 to 5, maybe 5. Shooting time, I think, was probably 5.20 that night. So you really were cutting it close. Mm-hmm. So he booked it back in, and all of a sudden we could hear some ruffling um, in the woods. We crossed our fingers, hoped he'd come back out. Well, um, all of a sudden, a few minutes later, little Spike came out. He was on the left of me, and he had come out into the field to eat. And uh, he hung around for a good 5, 10 minutes, and... He just kept looking over his shoulder back at the woods that were ruffling, and we're like, okay, what is he looking at? And we're like, hopefully this is it. Like, he's got to present himself at some point, and um, it got to the point where it was just getting dark enough. Like I said, 520 was shooting time, and it was probably 510, and so all of a sudden, just out of the corner of my eye, I happened to see eyes come out of the woods staring right at me, and all all I did was look at Justin. I go, what is it? Because at that point, he was just peeking through. And he goes, what are you talking about? And I go, what is it? And he goes, oh, God, it's him. It's him. <laughs> it's him as in the same one that you just watched. In that was the exact same one as the buck that had just ran into the woods. And we thought the night was over. So did he come back out in the same exact spot? Or did he move? Is he that came down it... south. So he came out right in front of us, probably 20, 25 yards. So was Justin watching the same spot where he went in or Mm -hmm. that's why he didn't see him yep that's funny (laughs) yep so he was kind of watching north and i was watching south and so it just kind of just the eyes peeked through and i go what is it and he goes i don't know what you're talking about well then once he saw it then that's when he told me it was it well at that point the gun was still ready um i tried to pull up well he was staring right at us so it doesn't give you a good opportunity and we're right at minimal shooting time and how far how far away from you is he 20, 25 yards. Oh, so he can, he knows you're there. He oh, definitely yeah. knows. So he just kind of does the, took a step, looks at you, and then he'll put his head down, take another step or two, and then looks at you. So you're really minimal on movement at that point. And he's probably thinking, well, I messed up. Yep. <laughs> so um, by the time I pulled the gun up, he spot, like, he just stopped dead in his tracks, stared at me for a little while. Um, 
Then he looked down, took about two steps. Well, Spike was still hanging out, so that was to my advantage. That um, Is that his name, Spike? Yeah, a little two by two. We call him Spike. <laughs> you mean like, like the one up on top of the fridge there? Pretty much. <laughs> yeah, that, that was my first North Dakota buck, but that's a different story. <laughs> so um, Spike was there to distract him, which worked to my advantage. And um, I only had two times to move the whole time he was standing there. First one is I got the gun up. The second one was you better shoot and kill because that's about all I got. And so I actually shot him in the shoulder, and that's when he took off towards the river. So um, from there, um, he went down the riverbed, and that was it until we started the tracking process. So how long did you wait from the time that you shot and he took off? How, how long did you wait to go look for him, and how far did he go before you found him? Um, so we gathered the whole um, hunting party because we had quite a few people out there still trying to fill tags, so we kind of waited for everyone to get together um, before, because we didn't know if he would still be there. We didn't know um, what was going to happen. So we gathered the whole hunting party and then we went and looked for him. Um, he actually did not make it very far. He tried to cross the river. We were right on the edge of the riverbed. So he actually tried to cross the river and he fell through and got stuck. And that's when we found him is in the river. Hence the reason that you call him river. Yes. So if you've actually been following along on social media, um, Facebook, Instagram, I think it's actually just on Instagram is the picture of him laying in the river. So what are your thoughts when you walk up and, you know, you obviously this guy's one that you wanted. You mm -hmm. you pulled the trigger on him. What are your thoughts when you first see him and he's halfway fallen through the river? Like, crap. Oh, yeah. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, crap. <laughs> Uh, what are you going to do? Um, we didn't expect him to be in the river, so no rope, nothing. So what do you do? Um, luckily, um, the hunting party, I had an Uncle Jared who was out there. Obviously, you guys know who he is at this point. And he was not able to make it tonight. I, I tried getting him on, but he's busy starting up a, a new company. So we'll we'll give him the pass on this one. But. Yeah, so he, um, he looked at all of us and he goes, well, we got to get it. It's her first. So he took off most of his expensive things and went in <laughs> when i hear scuba steve was talking about going and getting scuba gear to go rescue him there was talk yes <laughs> yeah um gary's on the dive team and he said i have all my stuff in the back should i go get it and jerry goes we don't know how long we have until he sinks so we're going well because wasn't he like i i only saw the one picture that that i got sent but wasn't he he was more of his body was through the ice than not. Wasn't his rack? Yes. Kind of holding him up. Yep. So we're like, we don't know how long it has until it sinks. So um, Jerry decided, well, let's go for it and let's see how deep it is. And it was just a little over knee deep um, for the part that we could um, reach him. So um, Jared went in and grabbed the hind legs and pulled it to shore, and that was just the start of it. So how uh, he was about halfway out. Across the river? Um, I would say, yeah, about a third, maybe. A third? So he only had to go up to his waist, or knee-deep. Knee um, he, he stretched it, but yes, a little over knee-deep. So how did how was that getting him? I mean, he must have obviously broke through the ice when he got out that far. The deer. Yep. And then, so is Jared having to bust the ice out to get him to start moving back? Or did he come pretty easy, or...? Um, actually by the time that Jared kind of stepped in, he had kind of broken the ice at that point. And then, um, 
the deer actually, by the time the water came up and kind of broke open the ice a little bit, so it wasn't that bad. Um, once he got a hold of it, he was able to kind of pull it to shore pretty easy. So now phase one, phase two, phase one, you shot him. Phase two, you tracked him and found him. Yep. Phase three, you get him out of the river, but now you've got him down on the riverbank. Yep. And, and the riverbank, most of the time, they're not just a gradual walk down. No. We were kind of at that point now where, yeah, like you said, phase three is we have him. He's out of the river. We got to get him up to up to flat land so we can take some pictures and see the big boy. And As I say, he didn't look like he had a very small body. There, no. He looked like he had a, a, a lot of mass there. <laughs> so, um, yeah, and again, like I said, we had no rope or anything like that. Um, we're kind of at that point where do we just try it and get him up or do we go back and get all of our gear and load him up? And then and the boys just said, let's just do it. Um, so part of the riverbank was flat and then we just tried to get to the point where it was like the shortest amount of let's get him up this steep, steep hill. And we had to hold on to tree, tree branches and things like that to help, um, get him up. And we had to do some passing and holding hands and whatever we could do to get this deer up the riverbank. So how, how long did that process take? Was it like a five, ten minute deal or were you, there was snow on the ground, correct? Yes. Yep. So that makes it even tougher because now it's, it's slippery. Yep. And you've got a steep bank that you're trying to drag him up. I would say the whole process and you know, by, by the time we found him and tried to get him out of the river and then back up was a good 45 minute process. Um, and then we took some pictures and then had to get the deer and move forward and still pull him back to the vehicle after that. So Yeah. And it, like you said, it was quite a bit after sunset because we were actually across the across the way i don't know how many miles it would be but we were probably only three four miles away from you and sean and i were helping jake drag his out because you guys shot it you guys had to have shot within minutes almost yeah almost at the same time we um well at this process you know we didn't know where the deer was we knew it we were right by the river and so we actually until we found the deer and got him up we didn't send any pictures. We didn't tell anybody because it was such a quick, like, we got to figure out what to do. So um, Jake had actually sent his first, but I think shooting time was actually very close to each other. And I kind of got a kick out of that because Jake sends his picture and Sean and I were out in that area mm-hmm. and, and Jake ends up uh, sending that text and I called him right away and I was like, oh, hey, congratulations. You know, that's awesome. And nobody else said anything. And I'm like, oh, well. <laughs> they don't care jake you know <laughs> it's like your fourth deer of the year nobody cares but no yeah. in reality they were all just helping you yep and what was really funny is uh papa texted back in that group text oh i don't know a half an hour after jake said that he had one down and he's like oh do you need help and <laughs> we already had him gutted out and we had him uh in the sled dragging him back to the truck well funny story is that um gary he's part of the hunting party and he was actually sitting on the river just on the south side of the river so just probably a couple miles from us um and uh he had actually walked out of his blind and drove back to the farm and was actually getting undressed when we called him and told him that we had shot so what's he doing getting out of the stand so early right (laughs) so that's how late it was like right at peak time for me to shoot um Mm. and then to track um it got pretty late, so. Gary hasn't been on the podcast yet. I don't even know if he listens to the podcast, but he now has a new nickname, Scuba Steve. 
<laughs> Poor guy. <laughs> so you, then you got them all, got it out, cleaned up, pictures taken, and then the fun began of, of processing them, or did you guys just take them in? Um, this one we actually just took in. I know um, we've done it in the past where we trim it out and do all that, but this one, because uh, it was already such a, a late night, it just got taken in on Monday morning. Yeah, and it's tough when you get one on a Sunday night, especially early season bow hunting when it's, you know, still 60, 70 degrees at night. Like, you got to really make the right decision there. Yep. So, yeah, we took them in, and um, they actually, um, they're going to trim it out and do all of that, but we are actually going to take um, River in, and he'll get a European melt this year. That'll be awesome. That, that's cool that you, you know, some guys have a name for them before they take them and other guys have a name for them after, you know, something happens, but that, mm-hmm. that's cool. I've, uh, I've actually, I think I've seen that on Instagram before where, you know, professional hunters will do that, but it, it's kind of, it's really cool to, to have somebody that can come in and tell that story and yeah, that'll, that'll, that'll make for a cool amount. He was, he was a big deer. Yeah. So, and like I said, I've been, um, hunting since like, I want to say 2009 was the first doe that I ever took, um, and out of all that, I mean, our family's hunted probably even before then, some, you know, over 20 years and not one time have we had to go in the water or the river to track one down. So, yeah, I think Jared had said that he recovered one off the river during bow season, but like, like what you just said, he's never had one actually break through the ice. Yeah. And yeah, that's, uh, that's a cool story. I'm glad that I waited to hear that whole thing until, <laughs> until we were actually on the podcast. Um, so this is your first ever podcast. Yes. Well, I didn't think that was that bad. Pretty like a natural. I'll have to listen back and see how it goes. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I will. You guys, or I'm gonna let you give a plug to your other business. Um, you guys make our stickers. Yes, so we do. Why yep. don't you tell the people what that's about and what they can get from that if they so choose to want a custom item or, or what you guys do? Yeah, so um, we have a second business, some of us um, in our hunting party, which would include my sister and my mom. Um, we have Just Be Creative and... Which is Lexi and Jen. Yes, yep. Uh, and uh, we do Just Be Creative, and so we actually do the North Bro stickers um, that you'll see on the vehicles and different things like that. Um, we've also done coffee cups. Um, I know we've done tumblers. And a couple other things um, for North Bros, but we haven't really gotten out too far um, in the apparel and stuff. But I know we've had more businesses um, do the apparel part of it. But um, yeah, it's just a fun little side gig that we like to do. So, can people find you on Instagram or Facebook, or where can they look you up? We actually um, we do have a Facebook account under Just Be Creative, but we also do have a website that actually has some of our items that we sell that you can go right on and order it. We can ship it right out to you at justbecreative.net. So. Very cool. Well, do you have anything else that you would like to close out with? or? No, I'm good. Well, thanks for coming and being on the show. Um, like I said earlier, Sean and I both still have tags. Uh, I'm heading out in the morning. I've got a, a spot that I'm going to go, and I'm after trying to fill my doe tag still. By the time this episode airs, deer season will be over, so we're either going to have a lot more deer stories to tell, or we're not going to have any, and we're going to just transition right on into ice fishing. <laughs> uh, the weather's been cool. I know that the high for tomorrow, right now it is um, Thursday, or November 17th, 
So we're starting to have colder temperatures. I know on Saturday the high is 9 degrees and the low is minus 9. So that'll, that'll be a really fun day to be sitting out in the ground blind chasing deers. Uh, might have to bust out the old buddy heater. <laughs> but I think that is all I've got. And thanks again for coming and being on the show. You're welcome back anytime. Thank and you. don't forget to go check out Just Pre Creative. And until next time. We'll get back to you.